0: You're listening to the Fueled and Free podcast. I'm your host, Margaret, a holistic nutritionist, bringing you real talk and thought-provoking conversations on food, the wellness world, women's health topics, and life. Remember, the information shared in this podcast is not to be taken as individual or medical advice. Have you ever felt like you're doing all the right things and your body just doesn't seem to be catching up to all the hard work you're putting in when it comes to your health? Maybe you're doing the detox strategies, you're eating a clean diet, taking high quality supplements, you did the lab testing, maybe you've hired a practitioner, or you worked one on one with someone, you went through a program, you went through a course, you devoured the podcast, you're getting good sleep, moving your body, you're doing the damn thing. Yet you're still managing yucky health symptoms. I'm here to tell you that sometimes this happens. Just because you're doing all the right things doesn't mean that your body is magically and spontaneously going to heal overnight and all of your symptoms will go away. I know my perspective may come as a surprise to some of you because I'm a functional health practitioner And I sell one-on-one services and do functional labs with women that are in search of a breakthrough in their health. And I'm here to say that doing lab testing and addressing your diet, your exercise habits, taking the high quality supplements, working on your sleep, detoxing your body, sometimes it doesn't work the way we expect it to work. And for many, many people, I will say this process does work. For many people, it's an A plus B equals C. It's a very clear, this is what we're going to do. We're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. This is the game plan. Tweak these things in your diet. Add in these detox. Let's do this detoxing. Take these supplements. Follow the protocol. And they are like, thank you so much. We're good to go. My symptoms are gone. You saved my life. I love you, we're good. And they're referring you clients and it's just like the best, right? However, sometimes we have people where that is just not their story. That is not their health journey and they're stuck and they're not seeing progress. And I wanna talk about it. I wanna discuss a few different things that I have witnessed in my practice and things that I have found to be quite true for many people that just aren't quite getting the breakthrough that, they hoped, or they feel like they're just kind of in that cycle of feeling stuck with their health. All right. Number one, I will say is you are unwilling to address sources of toxins. This is a so not fun topic (laughs) to say, but it's so important. All list the top offenders that I see. So your hair products, your makeup, your skincare, your nails, spray tans, drinking alcohol, smoking THC or taking THC gummies, mold exposure at home, whether it was past mold exposure or current mold exposure, which you can go back to episodes. I interviewed Nicole Ritter about this. It was such a good podcast episode. I'm seeing more mold in my practice of people that are not quite getting the breakthrough and it is the missing dot on their health issues. Sleeping with an Alexa next to your head or a cell phone right next to your body. Or always having AirPods in your ears. Yes, these are contributors to oxidative stress, aka inflammation. And I'm not saying your AirPods are keeping you sick. We'll get to why I brought that into the conversation here. But really taking the time to assess your environment is so, so important. The water we drink, the products we put in our skin, the food that we eat, the air we breathe in our home, it can literally keep us sick and in an inflamed state. This is truly the most unsexy part of working on your health. It's not fun to go swipe your credit card for a few hundred dollars to buy a high quality air filter or a high quality water filter. These are purchases that as an adult, you're like, ew, like it's like buying a vacuum. There's nothing fun about buying a vacuum for your home. I would much rather take that money and go buy myself some nice shoes or go shopping and do something fun with that money or go out for a really good meal or put that towards a vacation, right? It's a big habit shift to plug your phone in downstairs in the kitchen or across the room and use a traditional alarm clock and stop relying on devices like Alexa or AirPods to make your life easier. And the whole discussion surrounding like Alexa and AirPods and smart devices and Wi-Fi I think this is going to become more of a mainstream discussion, but I have seen in my own practice with certain clients where them just even switching off their Wi-Fi and disconnecting some of their smart devices in their home was a big piece to getting rid of their chronic migraines, right? Lab testing is not going to fix that for you. Like Truly, if you're sleeping next to a Wi-Fi router or you have a Wi-Fi router in your room or you have AirPods in your ears all the time, that can be a big driver of inflammation. Look it up electromagnetic frequencies, EMS. And when we are exposed to lots of EMS, it increases our toxicity. It's a heck of a lot easier to roll through Chick-fil-A drive-through on a Wednesday night after your kid's soccer practice, than to plan ahead and throw dinner in a crock pot before you leave for work in the morning. And I'm literally preaching this to myself. We have two kids in soccer tonight, one is in one part of town and the other is in another part of town. We are divide and conquering tonight. And I'm mentally making that decision of like, am I going to go through Chick fil A Chick-fil-A, or am I going to prep something before soccer practice, throw something in the air fryer or the crock pot that's a home cooked meal? And I'm not saying that we should never eat drive-through food or never use AirPods or that you're going to be unhealthy if you drink water out of a plastic water bottle. I am not that black and white, like you don't do this, that's bad, that's toxic. That is not who I am as a person. But all of these little micro decisions that we make, it can sometimes be those small incremental choices or habits that are keeping us in a subpar inflamed state of health. For some people, for some, they need to go into a season where they're being extremely intentional with choices and making certain sacrifices so that they can put their body in a place of being able to really heal and get well again. Next thing I want to talk about is your career is not conducive to a healthy lifestyle, Now, before I go any further, I fully acknowledge that some of us are not quite in a position to shift careers, or they don't have the support system resources available to them to make a career shift. And so in me saying all this, I am not saying that you need to go quit your job and go find another career. However, I've worked with quite a few career oriented women who have come to me with various health issues, whether it be extreme fatigue, migraines, period issues, gut issues, and we get their lab results back. And it's just very, very clear that they are really burned out. Lots of burnout, lots of that kind of quote unquote, adrenal fatigue pattern, dysregulated cortisol, really depleted minerals. And I actually see this the most with teachers and healthcare workers. Those are two careers that when they disclose, that's what they do for work. I can see certain patterns on the hair test, especially right away that connect to the, the level of work stress that they're under. And what happens is when you talk with that person of like, all right, what does it look like to implement more rest, more self-care, more downtime, more movement, restorative practices so that you can lower your cortisol and get out of that chronic fight or flight state. Some of these career choices, there's not even time to like eat lunch. you're like, Hey, Um, I noticed on your food journal that you're really not eating lunch. And it's like, what? I I can't eat lunch. I'm a nurse and I'm delivering babies and I'm working 12 hour shifts. Or I had a client uh, last year, maybe it's two years ago now. Sorry if you just heard my dog in the background. (laughs) I had a client that was a dental hygienist and she worked in an office of all women and all of the women in the office practice intermittent fasting. And they all agreed that they would skip lunch or skip like a lunch break. They like didn't eat lunch. I don't don't even know what type of fasting they were doing. But she's like, yeah, everyone that I work with doesn't eat lunch, they all skip it. And so we don't get a lunch break. And they literally worked from the time they got in until they closed through a lunch break. And the kind of trade off was that, oh, you get out of work a little bit earlier than normal, because you didn't have a lunch break you know, we had that conversation of like, that's, that's not conducive to health, like you need to have a real lunch break and be able to sit down and eat a nourishing meal and take a break from your work, right. And so as we kind of dialogue and discuss like what the work schedule looks like, what are the demands on their life, or from their boss, or coworkers or their overall career, and what's expected of their career, they realize it's just not conducive to health and living a healthy lifestyle and and healing. I've had quite a few clients that during their time in working with me have decided to quit their jobs or switch careers or go back to school or just start that process of pivoting because their career is literally making them sick. For some of them, they love their career. They love what they do, but the actual workplace is toxic or the commute is just way too long There's too much time spent indoors or too much time on a computer. And these are all hard questions that some of us have to evaluate and acknowledge how that might be holding you back from getting your body into a healed and recovered state. Another thing that might be holding you back from making that breakthrough, if you will, is you're constantly searching for what is not going right and what is going wrong in your body or even in your life. Your mindset and your perspective is not conducive to healing. Sometimes you really have to retrain your brain to search for what is working, what's going well. Your brain wants to confirm what it already knows to be true. It's confirmation bias, which is our tendency to seek, interpret, favor, or even remember information in a way that confirms our prior experiences, our thoughts, our beliefs, and our values. And as a result, we tend to ignore any information that might contradict those beliefs. I'll give you an example of this of how I'm living this out right now. So I see this with one of my children all the time right now. It's something that as a parent, I am actively working on rewiring in my child's brain. Like literally every single day, we're having conversations to change this perspective and this mindset. I've done a lot of mindset work on myself, and I can see this you know, it's a big red flag for me. And so this particular child is really quick to focus on what's not going right. And as I like to say, makes up stories or has a storyline in their mind to confirm what they believe to be true. Now, I will say it's really important if you're talking about this in the context of children, or a friend or spouse, or even in the coaching capacity, You don't want to just diminish how that person feels and say like, that's just in your mind or that's the story you're believing. That's not truth And tell them to ignore how they feel, right? Validating those feelings is a really key part to rewiring and and changing the perspective. But in this context, I'll give you an example. This child has said repeatedly, I'm not good at soccer. I don't want to keep going. I want to quit. But then when they score a goal at the game, They'll just say, oh, it was luck or the only reason that I scored that goal was because the goalie wasn't paying attention or another one. This happened just yesterday. Nobody likes me. I have no friends. And I said, oh, yeah, but you got invited to so-and-so's birthday party. Oh, well, they only invited me because they didn't have anyone else to invite. You can see that confirmation bias, that kind of not wanting to acknowledge the good thing that might be happening and focusing on what they believe to be true. And in the context of troubleshooting health issues or coaching someone to go down a path with maybe their diet or changing how they eat on a daily basis, there can be a lot of rewiring or changing of belief systems. For example, if you always believed that dairy was inflammatory or that red meat causes cancer, and that is the belief system and the story loop that you had in your brain for a very long time. It's not uncommon to see a reaction when someone tries to reintroduce those foods after a very long time of avoiding them. Some of that physiological reaction that you might experience when you have that first bite of ice cream and you've told yourself for a decade or a long time, I don't eat dairy. It's bad for me. I don't react. Whatever that storyline is. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing or diminishing people that choose to not eat dairy, but Sometimes you do come in contact or you encounter people that they're avoiding a certain food because they believe it to be bad for them, or it's going to hurt them. Or the, the red meat one is a very common one. There's certain types of people that avoid certain foods because they have it ingrained in them that it's going to cause high cholesterol and it causes cancer and it's really bad. And I haven't had a, a cheeseburger in a decade. And, and so that physical reaction that they're having is sometimes rooted in this subconscious belief that that food is bad for them. And they're searching for that one reaction that they might have to confirm that they shouldn't have that food. I'd also ask, what is your trauma story? What are you holding on to? And going back to the trauma, sometimes we don't identify that we experienced trauma because maybe we didn't have something crazy traumatic happen like death or addiction or you know, house fire, whatever. I'm thinking of like big trauma, big T traumas. A big T trauma would be, you know, a death in the family, divorce, financial struggle, sickness, you know, addiction, alcoholism, just things that are a big a big thing, right? That's a big T trauma, I would say. Parent getting arrested. You see divorce, I would say divorce is for sure a big T trauma for most. However, We classify that as like, oh, yeah, that I didn't have any big T traumas like that. But trauma happens in the body and how your body interprets it. It's not just what happened. How did your body process and interpret what happened? Okay, there's a big difference there. And so I ask, what are you holding on to? What are the ways that you are not honoring yourself and showing up for yourself and allowing you to maybe... Process through some of the things that are recurring stressors or recurring triggers for you. Are you a people pleaser? Have you always believed that you weren't good enough? Were you told growing up that you're not good enough? Do you really believe that your body is capable of healing? Do you visualize who you would be if your health symptoms weren't dragging you down every day? Can you see that person? What does she look like? What is she doing? How is she spending her time? How does she feel? What does she sound like? Where is she? Really spend time visualizing this. This is a huge piece of the puzzle in making that breakthrough, especially when it comes to chronic illness and chronic health symptoms, really envisioning a life where you are not being held back by your health symptoms. I was coaching a good friend on Voxer yesterday who is a life coach She knows this stuff in and out. She is the queen of affirmations and mantras and shifting your mindset. But in her personal life, she's struggling with her hormones right now. She's working with multiple practitioners to try to figure out what's going on. And she's tired. She's tired of trying to figure it out. Her language was, this is so overwhelming. This is so confusing. I'm so tired of this. And I said, you are so close to your breakthrough. Don't you believe that? You're getting answers. You're on the verge of your breakthrough. That's what I said to her. Like, you're so close. I feel it. You're going to get your breakthrough. And she said back to me, she's like, you're right. I need to believe that. I need to use that as my proclamation. And she's like, I am getting my breakthrough. I am on my way to a breakthrough. Think about how that feels in your body when you say, I'm on my way to a breakthrough or I'm healing, whatever that positive proclamation, that declaration that you're stating over yourself, think about how that feels when you say that versus this sucks. I'm overwhelmed. This is hard. I can't do this. I'm so tired of this. This isn't working. I'm doing so many different things, whatever that negative loop. We've all been there. Okay. What's going to get you closer to healing and resolving your symptoms? I think we all know what the answer is. But really take the time to practice that in your day-to-day life. Maybe it looks like putting post-it notes on different parts of your house or different areas, getting in your car, and there's a post-it note on your dashboard, on your bathroom mirror, at your kitchen sink, to trigger, and you say it out loud, an alarm that goes off on your phone, and there's a little affirmation that pops up, and you're really spending the time to meditate on that intention. As I wrap up this episode, I just want to send peace and love and positive healing vibes to those of you that are listening and waiting for your own breakthrough. This is not always easy work. A lot can come up when you're doing this work. And so hold space for yourself. Give yourself all the grace. You're doing amazing. You are capable of healing. Thank you for listening to the Fueled and Free podcast. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Learn more at margaretannpowell.com and follow me on Instagram at margaretannpowell.